0: Joining me now is American professional player, J.J. Wolf. J.J., thanks for joining us on the ATB podcast. Of
1: course. Thanks for having me.
0: Now, you you said a couple of things that I want to focus on a little bit. First, all the sports you've played. You've mentioned in the past how much that's helped you. How has, in particular, soccer, you mentioned the footwork, but you've also played basketball and Mm -hmm. baseball. baseball. Is that right? How have all these sports almost helped you feel like more of an athlete on the tennis court?
1: Yeah, you know, I think um, I've felt, especially over the last few years of just doing tennis, that I lose a little bit of that kind of spontaneity on court, where before maybe I'd do some unconventional things that would work out well and it'd make it more fun. So now when I'm home, my trainer tries to get me out and do stuff like that. And my girlfriend plays soccer at Ohio State, oh, so nice. she's always having me go out and play play with her. Who's uh, better? So she is, for sure. <laughs> She's sitting there, so we don't to say. Her stats are better. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it's it's uh it's a big part of my game and I try to remember it as much as I can.
0: So when you go out, do you mainly just play soccer now when you in between tennis tournaments?
1: Yeah, I'll do a, I'll play some soccer with her and then I try to play. Um, pick up basketball with my friends as much as I can. It's harder now that everybody has jobs, uh, but especially over over COVID, we were playing, you know, four or five pickup games um, every week. And it was, it was great for fitness and the cutting and jumping and just kind of getting different movement in, I think, helped a lot.
0: So what made you decide on tennis in the end?
1: Uh, so I had a long talk with my grandpa, and he was kind of explaining – different routes that he thought him having a lot of experience in, uh, coaching in the NBA and and playing professional baseball that he, he actually told me is like, I think you can have a very successful career, um, playing other sports. He specifically said baseball. He thought I could be a a very good major league player. Um, but he said he thought I'd hate it. He thought I looked bored when I was out there. If I wasn't, if I wasn't pitching or hitting, he said I was kind of off in no man's (laughs) land and I wanted some more action. And, uh, you know tennis is something that you really can control um i feel like in some other sports a lot of things have to to work out for you and i wanted to kind of control my own destiny i didn't like losing a game uh because of something i couldn't control uh so there's ups and downs with that obviously if you have a bad day you know you have a bad day sometimes you can hide in, in some other sports and uh i think it's good uh to be able to get out of that.
0: I love that. And I know you You mentioned your grandfather, but I know yeah. overall you come yeah. from a sporting family, a lot mm. of sports people in your family. How much have they helped you throughout your career so far? And especially, I think, on the mental side, because that's so much a part of it.
1: Yeah, you know, we, we have a ton of athletes in my family and a lot of different methods uh, that they've used over their careers and have talked to me about. But I think everybody kind of has their their own approach, the one uh, similarity that we all have. Uh, everybody on the, the Wolf side of my family um, has one thing they remember before they step on court. And uh, I have a cousin who's uh, he's very special. He can't talk. Um, he was supposed to never be able to walk, so he didn't have any opportunity to play sports. Uh, so all of us when we were young, we'd be told, uh, play for those who can't. You don't know how lucky you are being able to play this sport, so it's always a privilege.
0: I just got the chills. <laughs> does your cousin get to come watch you at all?
1: He, when I was younger, he got to. Yeah. I think it's hard to travel, but he would always be at my baseball and basketball games. Uh, you'd see him sitting there. My grandpa would always bring him, and he'd, he'd have a magazine that he would play with, and he really liked sports, so he'd watch. Yeah.
0: Do you do you think? Uh, I'm assuming you maybe think about that stuff while you're playing, or does it enter your mind during tournaments, weeks where you're on the road?
1: Yeah, it's, I think just when I need to feel grounded and rooted, I'll I'll bring it to the front of my mind, uh, but it's kind of always there with you.
0: And then just talking more about these new experiences, experiences in traveling and stuff, it's it's not often that you have a player from a city where you have a tournament in your backyard. How much does that mean to you, especially because tennis is all year on the road? How much does that mean to you having the Cincinnati tournament?
1: Uh, I look forward to that, that week, week and a half every year, you know, i I must have been maybe one or two years old uh, the first time that I stepped into that facility. Uh, I got to watch my dad there and in various events. And, you know, it was always a Your dad a dream. played there? He, he did. I think he uh, he's played some of the senior events there. And I think when he was younger, probably before I was born, maybe he played uh, some of the men's. I don't know if it was qualifying or what, but I was so young at that point. But uh, my dad was inducted into the Cincinnati Tennis Hall of Fame at that facility. Cool. Um, so there's a lot of great memories for me there. Um, but I really I really hope it doesn't leave Cincinnati. Uh, there's talks that it's, it's going somewhere else. And I think everybody in Cincinnati will fight pretty hard to keep it yeah. there.
0: Yeah, it has such a nice community, Cincinnati. i always love that tournament. Um, Tell me about, since all that history with your dad, the very first day you walked on to play the match, I'm sure you remember that. I can see you nodding, yeah. The very first time you walked out, just that memory of being able to have that history in your family.
1: Yeah, you know, it was some of my first memories at uh, at that facility, the Lindner facility, um, was when I was a hitting partner there and I, I got to hit with some of the, the older American players like Sam Query is one that really stands out to me. I hit with Roger there, um, Vavrinka, guys like these that I would looked up to my whole life and uh, you know they'd talk to you and you get to see how their ball felt. And I remember playing my first qualifying match there. I think it was maybe 11 or 12 at night on center court. And I think I won that 7-6, seven, 7-6. Six, seven, six. And it was, you know, only people that I knew in the stands. It was so late. Yeah. I think it was a Saturday or Sunday. Uh, so it was, it was pretty special.
0: And what some pieces of advice, because I remember when you hit with Federer, there are some pieces of advice that all those guys maybe that you remember that really helped you get to the stage you're at now.
1: One of the main things was just kind of live in the moment, and uh, you know we play so many weeks out of the year that I think sometimes they can blend together, and uh, it's really important to not let that happen and kind of take every day as it comes and and know how special each tournament and each different situation is because you never know you know when your last match is going to be.
0: And I know you're also a very active guy. You like to do a lot of other things away from tennis. Tell us a little bit, give us some insight about what else you enjoy, what you like to do with your girlfriend.
1: Yeah, I I love doing anything athletic or outdoors. Um, Emma and I do a lot of different things. We have a little wakeboarding competition going on right now. Oh, nice. See who can do the 180 first. I tried Um, to get
0: her on air, but she's being a little shy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's a private person. She lets me do the talking. But, yeah, we do, we do a lot of different things, a lot of sports, um, love fishing. Uh, I actually just bought, like, a mini motorcycle. Oh, gosh. That we'll, we'll scoot around. It looks hilarious because it's tiny. Okay. Like, so small. And can and we can we you both, both get on it at once? We have. No way. <laughs> and so I hadn't bought an extra helmet yet, and we we're just riding around in her neighborhood, and her dad pulls down the street uh, going to work. And I didn't even think about it because she was behind me. And I look over and he's like, you guys look silly. And I was like, what do you mean? This is awesome. He's like, you look silly without a helmet on. And I'm like, oh. So we Busted. won't be making that mistake again.
0: <laughs> and do, is this something that you can travel with? Is it that many or not? Yeah, I put it
1: on the back of my car. I have you like do. a little hitch oh for it. Oh, my God.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so we're going to be taking it down to Florida here, here soon.
0: And nice. And you train in Florida.
1: So this will be the first time. Um, okay. Going down to Delray, okay. uh, Kind of have my permanent residence there. It's always been Ohio up to this point. Mm -hmm. I've done some training in Florida uh, before, but um, I've held it off as long as I can. I love being home so much, but you know, just to to hit with. A lot of the pro players are down there, and, and the weather is much better mm-hmm. for tennis, so it's it's time. Yeah,
0: but you've, you've spent a lot of time in Florida before. Yes, yeah. definitely. Okay, and is your is your coaching team there as well? Is everyone sort of based in Florida?
1: So most of my crew is always in Ohio, okay. but one of my coaches, Matt Vaughn, is actually right there in Delray, okay. so that was one of the main reasons that I, I picked that. I was between, you know, Sarasota area and mm-hmm. in Delray. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. But, yeah, shipping everything down.
0: Well, I'm, I'm curious who, who someone like likes to do so much activity. What do you do, like, this week or when you're on the road to be able to scratch that itch that you have to do stuff?
1: So for me, it's interesting when I'm home, I can't sit still. I want to be doing all of these things I look forward to doing. And then sometimes when I get on the road, you can't get me out of the room sometimes. She'll tell you this. I mean, she's like, oh, let's go for a walk. Let's do this. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of tired. And then I get out and do it, and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Wow. Like, good good oh, thing yeah. that I did this. And so, yeah, I need yeah. other people to get me out and about sometimes.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, now, and, and I also want to talk to you about one more thing, which is the sport in general. Um, there's been some, maybe some rumors or some talk about maybe getting tennis a little bit more entertainment surrounding the sport. What are your your thoughts on that. I felt like you'd be a great one to ask because I feel like you are one of the most entertaining to watch. Oh,
1: well, thank you. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I think entertainment is always a a positive. I think it's always good to have, you know, entertaining players, but there's also an area for tradition in tennis as well. Um, It's obviously set aside from other sports in that way. So I think there's, there's a place for it always like it's special at Wimbledon having all the tradition and then you go to a tournament like you know Acapulco and it's like a big party there so it's it's kind of cool that you don't know what to expect always each week can be different here to there and kind of keeps you on your toes but I'm all for more fun in tennis I think it'll it'll be good Uh, coming from college I'm not a guy who needs like a quiet court like I love New York Play in the us open it's always loud there's always people yelling and and that kind of stuff I feel like I thrive I get energy from the fans so I like that
0: do you have any advice on what you feel like could be added to get more of the vibes of New York and Acapulco?
1: yeah for me personally I think the like complete silence isn't necessarily needed um but you know other players come from different backgrounds so it's you know if, if maybe I have an advantage with that because in college you could have fans yelling at all times whenever you want. You've got coaches walking on your court, so just kind of like you know a different atmosphere. Um, But I feel like guys would get used to it, but some definitely wouldn't like it. Uh, So it'd be a controversial thing, but it wouldn't bother me at all to have a little bit more energy.
0: So how was that transition for you from college? Because you're so used to having feedback all the time to now going on the pro tour, where you can talk to your coach a little bit, but it's not as constant. Was that a tough transition for you?
1: Yeah, you know, I think the biggest transition for me was kind of going from having such a solid team behind you at Ohio State, you know, you're, you're playing for other people, you've got coaches right there, you've got, our, our fans travel extremely well, so whether we we're home or away, you'd have hundreds of fans there cheering you on, it kind of gave you this confidence, and then you go to the, the challengers where there might be three people at a match and one coach, where at that point you weren't allowed to talk at all. Um, you know it was different it's kind of you had to bring your own energy and it took me a while to kind of get used to that my success on the challenger circuit before I left college was mainly at college campuses so the challenger I won I think my junior year in uh, at Ohio State was at Ohio State so I had that kind of college environment and then when I went went out on tours I had to get used to it for sure
0: so how do you bring your own energy now
1: it's kind of the self-talk, and there's not as much white noise. Like, you know, when I'm playing Ohio State, everybody's pumping it up for you. You're pumping it up for other guys, so it's not you're not in your head so much. And out there, you're just with yourself on tour a lot of the times, and uh, I had to get good at kind of that talk.
0: And there, well, there's such a good group of American guys right now. Do you guys talk about stuff like that together? Are you, I mean, you guys have such a good support group. Is that something that helps in that regard?
1: Yeah, I think it depends on the guy. Um, some players are more open than other players, but I think there's great camaraderie around the American players right now. I, I can't remember a time when there were this many inside the top hundred, and, oh, awesome. and that's yeah, it's like kind of like a brotherhood out here, which is cool. It's an interesting dynamic because you're rooting for each other, but then you got to go play each other, and then after you're rooting for each other again. <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's pretty cool.
0: And then what you're most proud of so far with how well you've done in the last year and a half would you say other than the wins obviously you know? yeah
1: for me staying healthy yeah. that is that's been the the hardest thing my coach has always told me if you take care of your body and stay healthy you'll be successful um so not focusing on the wins and losses and just trying to do everything right and kind of work for the future is probably what would have been most most proud of
0: that's awesome well like i said it's so much fun to watch you play jj thanks so much for your time we really appreciate it and best of luck
1: thank you